Amen. 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 Thank you so much. I'm Pastor Donna. I'm one of the pastors on staff here at the Garden, and, and uh, we are so delighted that you are joining us tonight. And actually, this is a conference put on with many hands and many hearts. You've been prayed for. You've been loved. You've been expected by the throne room of God to be here. So we do welcome you. I was thinking this morning before I start that I was reminded, uh, the Lord reminded me in the book of Ruth, where Naomi sent Ruth to a harvest field, and she said, you need to glean food for us. You need to go out and find uh, uh, food. And so she miraculously went to the field of Boaz, but Boaz knew who Ruth was. And he instructed his reapers to leave what the Bible calls handfuls of purpose so that when Ruth would be going along the field to gather up the food that was needed for her week with Naomi, that she would find an abundance plenty that would be ready just for her fresh to pick up. I believe that the Spirit of God has, come, has gone ahead and Jesus, like Boaz, has told his reapers to leave handfuls of purpose for each and every one of you. Tonight, the Spirit of God might move you, the Word might minister to you, but tomorrow there might be something that one of the sisters says, one of the connections as you're ministering, fellowshipping with one another, perhaps during a break and our lunchtime, God might be speaking to you then. So just be open. There are handfuls, not just crumbs, handfuls of purpose for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Tonight I want to talk about knowing him and really knowing yourself. And identity shifts are required for us as we move into each new season. And I believe that right now we are living in a, a period of time which I call a convergence. It's really where the Spirit of God has been putting pressure in the earth and pressure in the heavenlies to bring about the promises, to bring about the acts that God has destined for the world to see right now, right here. And in this convergence, there's been a pressure upon the earth, a pressure you might be feeling, a pressure or a sense of uneasiness, transition is coming. It's because the Spirit of God is colliding in the earth to bring about his plan. But there needs to be an identity shift for each season. And the way that we see ourselves is crucial to our destiny. And if we do not see ourselves correctly until uh, we'll not be at the right place or at the right time, and until the Father speaks to us, we will see our true selves. And it takes a father to reveal a daughter. Father, I thank you that you are here today. And I thank you that tonight this is your greatest joy to reveal yourself and to reveal who your daughter is 
to her and to the world. Tonight, Father, have your way. To know him is to know your true self. I think that the reason that I, I'm preaching tonight is because we're not recognizing the real true root of the cause that has hindered us from really stepping into some of those things. That we've been unaware that, our, that we've been robbed of our destiny, robbed of our dream, robbed of our purpose. And because we've not addressed the true root of that problem, we are still frailing or failing, frailing around, just walking in a, in a numbness that God himself wants to arrest you so that you can step in. Tonight, I'm going to address one of the principalities that I feel that has hindered, has thwarted, has caused such resistance in your life so that we can be free to become and to do all the things that God has spoken for us. It's not a flesh and blood. It's not a person. It's not a system. It's an entity, a spirit. And as we go, I'm going to look at men and women in the Bible. That because that gives us insight and in how he entrusts a man with a dream and how he pursued his destiny and God's plans on earth. And so I hope tonight that you will recognize if there's been a hindrance, a thwart, a resistance, a delay, that you would recognize and we would be released from that hindrance, that spirit today, so that we can step in to purpose. Know him and you will know your true self. I've been impressed by Moses the last several months, I just keep going back and forth and back and forth, reading Exodus, reading all the accounts about Moses. And I've come back to this portion of scripture in Exodus chapter 1, because I don't believe that it is simply a, a situation that occurred so many generations ago. I see the same things happening in the earth today. Because there is a ruling spirit that controlled Egypt and the nation of Israel in the time that Exodus was occurring. And that same spirit is ruling and trying to reign over God's people, God's house today. In Exodus chapter 1, the word of God says, And the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceedingly mighty and the land was filled with them now there arose up a new king over egypt which knew not joseph and he said unto his people behold the people of the children of israel are mightier than we come let us deal wisely with them lest they multiply and it camp comes to pass that when there falls out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us. So get them up and get them out of this land. As it goes on in Exodus, 
And therefore they did send them taskmasters to afflict them with burdens. And they built for Pharaoh. God's people built for an ungodly system, spirit. They built cities for Pharaoh. Python and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. Notice what God says. The children of Israel were fruitful. They increased in numbers and were exceedingly powerful. Today, God's women have increased in numbers and they are exceedingly powerful. But they, in the time of Moses, in the time of this account in, in Exodus, were deceived that they were slaves to the system and they were caught in captivity. And they didn't recognize who they were and what authority and power they truly possessed because a spirit of captivity took over. And this is the spirit of Pharaoh. We're in that same day. We are strong, we are mighty, we have authority, but we tend to crouch, to go backwards, to hide, to cower, and we're not ashamed, we're, we're, un, uh, we're, we're ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. And we, as God sees us, wants to shake us to say, you're strong, you're mighty, but you've been caught by the spirit of Pharaoh. And there are strong voices in the earth today that want to minimize God and our authority and lead people captive to his system. Now, when I talk tonight about Pharaoh, the spirit of Pharaoh and his system, I'm not talking politics. I'm not talking about a political system. It is a spirit that has been assigned to capture God's people and hold them in a cage, held them in bondage so that they're not free to do, to say, to become what God has intended. The spirit of Pharaoh mocks, tries to pursue, to control, to limit, and to restrict. It's a spirit that stands between you and the will of God. If you're still struggling to accomplish, to do the things that God has called you to, it could be that in front of you is the spirit of Pharaoh that is trying to resist restrict your movements moving forward. And I will tell you ladies this night, I know that spirit. I know the spirit of Pharaoh that tries to hold you back, tries to resist and limit your activities, tries to silence your
your voice, tries to hinder you from dreaming, I know that spirit. A few months ago, as I was praying, I, I, I simply was awakened to this fact that the Spirit of God began to give to me a picture of who God saw me on the earth. And I found myself in a cage, like an animal cage or a dog cage. It was all chained around. And I was hiding and crouching in this cage. And I was a big woman in this small cage. And as I tried to stretch, I, I couldn't stretch my hand. I couldn't stretch my feet. But the horror of seeing myself in that cage was the heart that I felt. I was content in that cage. I felt complacent. I wasn't trying to extend my prayers for my family, for others. I was content to allow the gifts and the things that I had purchased by the Spirit years ago to be dormant in my life. I was not activating authority. I know that Spirit because he held me in bondage so that I could not apprehend and move forward in the things God had ordained. I know the spirit of Pharaoh. There are four things that the spirit of Pharaoh does. The first thing, he distracts us from our true purpose. We get so busy with our life, we forget about our calling. We come to church on Sunday morning, we're so excited about the worship and the messages that come forth, but then Monday morning and we wake up with that alarm and suddenly our week is set. And we go about the busyness of life trying to make it until the next Sunday. And throughout that week, we forget about the purposes that God has ordained for our life. And we are consumed with climbing the uh, professional uh, ladder in our work. We're consumed with uh, the drama on our workplace. We're consumed about getting our kids to the right place, to the right time, and we forget about our destiny. We forget about our true purpose to be agents of the kingdom. It becomes a drive for performance, earning more and making more money, dreaming of a bigger house, dreaming of a, the next car, dreaming of all the things. It distracts us from our real purpose. The second thing is that it confuses our identity. Now, as you read on in the book of Exodus about the spirit of Pharaoh, Pharaoh instructed the Israelite midwives to kill all the newborn males. And his purpose was to eradicate the next generation and to remove the authority of God's people on the earth. And instead of delivering babies, he manipulated the midwives 
to attempt to kill children. You see, the enemy wants to confuse your identity. Instead of being giant killers, God wants us to be giant raisers. And in this moment, if we have, do not have the identity of Christ, we'll fall in love with titles, with positions, with appreciation. We'll be deceived from our real purpose. And the spirit of Pharaoh is the spirit of the culture of this day. It wants to rob you of your destiny. It wants to dictate to you what is good and what is wrong, what pronoun to use, what is a woman. Are you a womb or are you a woman? It's the culture that wants to influence you. And if your identity is in the world and the world system, the spirit of Pharaoh has control of you. We need to raise up men and women, women that are more anointed than you are, so that that next generation goes into their promised land. And God is looking for sisters that believe differently, that it's not solely about me, but it's about bringing someone along and throwing them forward. The spirit of Pharaoh wants to keep you in bondage. The third thing this spirit does is it hardens your heart from obedience. And it's a dirty, dirty spirit. It manifests the, time, the times that we, the spirit of God is speaking to us to do something, give a little extra. Uh, it might be speaking to you to go out of your way to buy something for someone. It might be speaking to you to turn the cheek when something rude or un uncomely was said to you. And in those days or in those moments where we just don't want to obey, we just don't feel like it, you tell yourself, well, just one more time. Just one more time. God will forgive me. And then that one more time is a second time and a third time. And then the Spirit of God pulls back from even trying to address it with you because you've embraced disobedience. And that spirit wants to capture you and pull you back into that cage and seduce you so that you become comfortable with your surroundings, never trying to pursue godliness, never trying to extend your faith to believe for someone else's healing, never desiring to abandon yourself in worship. He keeps you in that cave. And the fourth thing is that he robs us of our authority. Pharaoh was the stumbling block that bound the children of Israel. And he had the authority to control 
their daily lifestyles and their future destinies. The spirit of Pharaoh had control over the nation of Israel, God's people. And if he said, work harder, they worked harder. If he said, I'm taking bricks away, now you go try to find more bricks. That's what they did. Their daily lifestyles was controlled by the spirit of Pharaoh. So I want to ask you, have you been caught by the spirit of Pharaoh? Is the first thing that you do when you wake up to pull out your iPhone and start looking on your Facebook or your Instagram to see what is going on? Is that the thing that captures your attention first and foremost? Have you been caught by the spirit of Pharaoh and your authority and what he's called you to do is just a bygone thought that's been pressed away? And you never think about the true purposes of who you are, what you're called to do, and who God is calling you to pull with you alongside of you. Have you been caught by the spirit of Pharaoh? We need to exercise the authority that God has given us in Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. And the overcoming life where we live in this authority just doesn't happen. It comes to us when we conquer the opposing pharaohs in or against our life. And a pharaoh or the spirit of pharaoh is anyone or anything that prevents you or I from being free in the purposes of God, in the here and now. And to know him is to know your true self. What are the effects of captivity? The devil comes and he's the spirit of captivity because he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And he steals when we're captive by that spirit. He steals our identity where we can't see our purpose or our call. And tonight, if you're here and you've said, well, I don't know what my purpose or my calling is, that could be that the enemy has tried to steal that from you that you're dull to the voice of God, that you don't sense the purpose or the significance of your life on this earth. And it's because he's standing in the way from you, hearing the voice of the Father who wants to reveal your true identity. He steals your anointing. That captivity causes you to stop sensing his presence. You lose the ability to focus in worship, and your worship may seem empty or dry, and your mind keeps going back and back to your problems. You sing the song, and then you go back to your problem. Could it be that there's an enemy, a spirit that is standing between you and your worship, trying to hinder you from hearing his voice? He steals your purpose, your vision. You go from one thing to the next trying to find satisfaction, 
You don't have long-term goals or confidence in your gifting and talents. And now your struggles are so much more bigger than your goals in prayer. He's come to steal your authority. You've become paralyzed because of past circumstances. And you've come to the place where you may make that moment where you decide there's no use trying because I'll probably fail. And when you see yourself as inadequate to stand, then your anointing just dribbles off. That's what he has stolen from you. Your courage, your power, your authority. And last, the effects of being in captivity steals your confidence. You feel you can't finish anything. You become unsure of yourself. You feel empty and you can't get a fresh word from God, so why even try? And then confusion comes in. And it's the spirit of captivity that is blinding you from seeing God's movement and his purpose. Now Moses grew up under the spirit of Pharaoh. He grew up in the courts of Pharaoh. And he goes out at a certain day when he has revelation from God that this is not how it should be, that his people were the Egyptians, and he was called to deliver the Egyptians. And so he goes out, as the word says, it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown, that he went to his brethren and looked at their burdens. And he saw an Egyptian being beaten, uh, Egyptian beating a Hebrew. So he looked this way and he looked that. And when he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. We, in many ways, have acted like Moses as well. We've known that there are things that God has ordained and, and asked for us to do. And we try to go out in our own strength to try to accomplish those things. And Moses failed. He killed the Egyptian and tried to hide what he had done. But Pharaoh kept seeking after Moses. The spirit of Pharaoh still sought him. And it wasn't until Moses had an encounter with the great I am that he had a revelation of his true calling and his true self. When we have a fresh encounter with Jesus Christ and his purposes and who he is, we begin to know him and know who we truly are. Faith believes what God can do, but identity believes what God can do through you. 
you can have faith. But when you recognize whose you are and who you are, your identity, God can work through you. And if you don't embrace your identity in Christ, you will block, hinder, maybe even delay the things that God has called you to do. Moses had an encounter with the great I am. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert, and he came to Horeb the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. And Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the... Or he has this encounter with God, with the great I am. And then Moses says to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say? And the God and God said to Moses, you shall say, I am has sent me to you. Moses, in his own strength, strength, tried to defeat the spirit of Pharaoh, the system, because he saw that the people of God needed a deliverer, and he felt prompted by God to go about to deliver them but he failed and he walked around the desert for 40 years until that moment of time that convergence came when the spirit of God began to present who God was unto Moses and when Moses came across a bush that was burning and heard the voice of God calling out to him Moses, Moses, he recognized that there was a God that wanted to encounter him. There was a God that he needed to know, a God that knew him. And Moses embraced the great I am. Know him and know, him and know your true self. When Moses asked who shall I say is sending me? God began to reveal to him, I am the great I am. God could now send Moses back to Egypt because Moses knew the great I am. I believe that there's a convergence, just like that burning bush, where the Spirit of God wants to pull back the curtain that has hindered you from clearly hearing and seeing the voice, the purposes of God for your life. Where you've been lacking in confidence or discouraged or not even clear on that next step. There's a convergence like there was for Moses in that burning bush and the Spirit of God is calling out, Kathy, Kathy. He's calling out, Megan, Megan. He's calling out, Tanya, Tanya. And when we're ready and willing to say, here am I, Lord. 
Here am I, Lord. We began to know him, and we began to know ourselves. Moses was able to stand up to Pharaoh and was not intimidated by Pharaoh's wealth, his power, or his connections because he knew the I am the light of the world, as Jesus said. Moses was able to believe for a full recovery of God's people as he took a nation, millions across the desert, into, uh, across the Red Sea. And he could believe that not one would be feeble, not one would be lacking, not one would be left behind. Because he knew he had encountered the great I am, the resurrection. I am the life. I am the alpha who started. I am the omega that will complete it. Moses had confidence. He had confidence that the Lord was going to open the Red Sea because he had encountered, I am the door of the sheep. Moses knew God as his source of provision and didn't have to rely on his paycheck. So he trusted the Lord to provide food for the Israelites because he knew, I am the bread of life. Moses didn't take shortcuts. He knew the importance of integrity because he knew, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Moses had an encounter with the great I am. And with everything within me, I believe that Jesus wants to give each of you an encounter to counter what the spirit of Pharaoh has held you bound. Are you fearful that you might lose your job? He is the bread of life. Are you fearful that you'll never accomplish? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Are you fearful that God has forgotten you? Jesus said, what I started, I will complete. Are you fearful? And it's the enemy that wants to hold you back. In your struggle to obtain your promise, your dream, your whisper of a call to God, have you fully surrendered to Jesus? Are you willing to allow God to confront the secrets that you've tried to hide? You see, the theme scripture is, if you love God, you are known by him. And that seducing spirit of Pharaoh wants to keep you in bondage and to keep it hidden from you. That thing, that very thing that he has spoken to you, God wants to remove it from you to say, you're my daughter. I want to show you that you're my daughter. Your ident identity is not in the system of this world or the spirit of Pharaoh, but your identity is hid in me. And deliverance comes when you allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you the pharaohs that you have partnered with. And it ends when you bury them and walk away. 
We need to face our Pharaoh, our spirit of Pharaoh. Acknowledge to God what is holding you captive. Express your frustration and your disappointment, your lack of faith to him. And don't question the how or the why or the cause of the circumstances. Tonight, just make a decision that you do not want the spirit of captivity to rule over you. Will you close your eyes? Reveal to your daughters what has held them bound and captive, what has hindered their steps. Show them, Lord, the very things that need to be removed. I say to the spirit of Pharaoh to let God's sisters be free. I say to the spirit of Pharaoh that Jesus Christ has authority to rule and to reign over every daughter in this house this day. I say to the spirit of Pharaoh, your voice has stopped. And I thank you, Father, that you will release a fresh wind of your presence. Over this house this day. That our ears would hear. Our eyes would begin to see. Our hearts would be willing to dream again. And joy would be returned to your people. Face your favor. Will you stand with me and let's make this declaration? Just repeat after me. When I said to you earlier, I know that spirit of Pharaoh because I was that one that was just months ago in that cage, afraid to use the gifts that I had known that I had used and purchased. By that, I had, I had laid down my life. I had fasted. I had, had done um, sword. My sword my, was sharpened. But I didn't see myself in the identity that my father saw me as. I allowed that spirit to say I was small. I was insignificant. I was not useful. And I spoke to the spirit of Pharaoh and have come out 
to roar. Will you repeat this after me? Today we declare and say to the spirit of Pharaoh, Release us and let us go. We will worship God freely. We thwart all future plans that the spirit of Pharaoh is throwing at us. And now declare that we are walking in the destiny that God has prepared for us. We declare that we will worship God. Teach us, Lord, how to walk on the difficult seas of life using our faith and our authority. Enable us to serve and worship you in spirit and in truth. And teach me how to live and stay in your presence. Father God, you have heard the declaration of your women this night. These are words that have been spoken from the heart of these women that no longer will they be under the assignment and the spirit of Pharaoh, but they are now released to hear your voice, released to step into new destiny, released to be freedom from the bondages of sin, of fear, of anxiety, released to be purposeful in their actions towards you, released to have a fresh new prayer, Spirit of the living God, these are your daughters. Father, refresh them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.